Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Realms of Nerds podcast. I am RJ, also known as the characters Joan and Jashami in the podcast. I would like to thank you all very much for listening to our podcast. It means a lot to us. I think you're really going to like this episode. It ended up being a bit of a longer session than usual, but I think you'll be pleased. I was very entertained just editing it. Uh, I forgot to mention before, but there is a map of the Reach Trust that we have posted onto social media. Uh, It's referenced in the past two episodes as well as in this one. And speaking of social media, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe through your podcast provider to be the very first to hear our new episodes. Once again, thank you to our friend Kyle for composing our main theme. We really appreciate it and can't thank you enough. Thank you, listeners, for listening. You really don't know how much we appreciate all of you that listen and subscribe to our podcast. I have talked enough, so let's get right back into robbing this bank. Well, the character's robbing the bank, obviously. In the realm of the return of Ornon. Previously on Realms and Nerds, The Return of Ornon. Around the corner comes a drow elf. Hey, Jack. Well, you know, I do have to thank you. On each of his hips, he has a silver revolver. It took us a couple years, but we figured out your trick. The three of you, after we sort of do the necessary processing, are free to go. Uh, Joan, however, he stands accused of murdering 132 of the Fist's law enforcement officers. Suddenly, you hear a voice from the next cell over. Guys, have an easier and a faster way out, but you guys gotta help us. Rob the Reach Trust. You are now joined by a new person, Roland. Roland presents you with this map that he's drawn up. I don't know what y'all need to piss off the Black Adder, but just, uh, be safe in there, right? That man is death himself. He is the terror of the Fist. Nobody crosses Jack and lives. Guard number one throws up his hands. Look, man, my name is Brian. I'm just trying to get through college. <laughs> you either help us or we're going to kill you. Don't, don't kill me. Don't Tell me what you want me to do, okay? You're going to help us because we are going to get inside that vault. You are going to help us distract the guards. Let's get this rolling here. Yep. Like we so we're going to wait till these guys just pass, and then we're going to come down the tower. Okay, so you're waiting for the guard the rotation guard, to go yep, through. Rotation. Okay. While they are waiting for the guards to pass, Joan turns to Mikhail and says, Hold on. And grabs his arm and is going to use a misty step. So here's what I want <laughs> to happen. Mikhail, I'd like you to do a... 
constitution check for me. Please do well or you're gonna throw up when we get over there. Constitution? Yeah. Is that under saving throw or just, um... Well, constitution is, a That's one of your saving throw checks, yeah. It's one of your abilities. 20 with, the uh, plus four. So, yeah, I think Joan grabs your arm and, uh, there's a, you know, a brief mist and then you guys both appear on the top of the building. Mikhail is slightly disoriented, but is quickly able to steady himself. And so now you guys are up on the roof. How about you warn me about that next time? I did. I said hold on. So, uh, you guys in the other tower, I guess set this up for me. We'll say the guards have just passed and you guys just climbed down. What does this scene look like as you're walking up to the two guards? I imagine Brutus, Sebo, and Ramash are standing next to each other, being led by Brian, who's in the back, holding them at spear point. And they have their hands behind their back like they're tied up, but their hands are not bound. Okay. They're just pretending that they're captured. They're kind of, their heads are like down or whatever. Ramash told Brian to act like he's captured us, and once we get close enough, I'm going to do my stuff. Okay. So you guys uh, wait. We'll say you wait until the guards have uh, just turned the corner of the building on the far side so that they're definitely out of sight of where you are. And uh, you approach these guards. And as you come up and sort of come into the the light of the torches by the doorway and so the guards can see you, one of the guards calls out, Who goes there? And uh, Brian responds, hey, It's just me, Brian! Brian, you fuckwit! What are you doing out of the tower? And who are these guys? Why are they inside the secure location? Yeah, you know, I just, uh, I captured them. They were, they were snooping around in the tower, and so the, the other guys, Steve and Jeff, they told me, they said bring them down here to you, and, uh, lock them up inside. They sent you just by yourself with three prisoners? Brian? How close are we, would you say, by now? At this point, I'm gonna say you guys kind of kept walking as they were talking, and so you guys are now about five feet out. All right, I'm going to now cast a charm person on the both of them using a second level spell slot. Okay. They both need to make a, a wisdom saving throw. Finger cross. I know, right? I got 15. And a seven. Okay, one of them, the one who rolled the seven, is charmed for an hour. He's um, a friendly acquaintance to me and my friends. The other guy, however, managed to not get charmed. So we need that quick. Okay. All right. So he. Okay. All right. So he knows that you tried to charm him, right? Yeah, yeah. They know. They know. And when the other guy's hour is up, he knows I charmed him. Okay. So So I think what happens here is you, uh, you, you step forward. And you address them saying, You will be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the guy, the one that, di- that didn't initially call out to you, goes, No, I won't. Your <laughs> 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 public credits on the foot of here. Only money. Okay, okay. <laughs> so the one that didn't immediately address you, Goes, uh, hey, I think, uh, I think it's okay, Jeff. It's, uh, they seem all right. And Jeff goes, Brian, what the fuck did you do? And he's actually going to take his spear and, uh, try to drive it at Ramash. Okay, so can Sebo cut in here? Yeah, I think you, I think you got a chance still to do an opportunity attack real quick here. All right. Try to kill the motherfucker. So, uh, Sebo's just... You know, he's a short guy, and this guy's, like, full size, so he's just uh-huh. kind of hoping that as his focus is set on Ramash, that he can kind of just 
run from underneath and take his daggers out, you know. Okay. Get up in there. So, do I need to, like, roll against AC? Yeah, that's what you Yeah, and you know what, I'll roll. actually, since you, um, I'm assuming still have your cloak on at this point, yeah. I'll give you advantage on this roll, cool. because he actually kind of centers his attention on Ramash, who immediately spoke. So I'll give you advantage on this roll here. Right. From the then, roof, I'm watching the whole scene play out. I see that the scene is starting to turn sour. I have my longbow drawn. And I have an arrow knocked. Okay. So he's going to attack with his two daggers, and if they land, he's going to make an opportunity. Wow, that's not going to land. Do you have advantage? <laughs> no. So okay. You so you roll again. So do yeah. I roll again for both of the attacks? Okay, because he's going to attack with two daggers. Or we'll say, it, well, I guess. Or is it like best two out of the three? Just best two out of three. Okay. All right. This is funny. That was. Funny. What are you adding to the. <laughs> well, well, okay. Uh, well, nine's the only one I'm sure is even going to get close. Because it's 9 plus 7, eight, 9, 14 for that one. Okay, so 14 is not going to hit on him. Wow. So I think, I think what happens here Where, is... Where's that nat 20 go? Sibo dashes forward at this guard and is sort of draws his daggers and tries to come up and stab at him. But because this guard had his spear out already... He sees you coming, and he spit. He spins around and hits you with the butt of his spear to sort of knock you back. However, because he did that and he had to turn to block you, um, his back. He's fully facing towards you, and he's actually looking down. So the back of his neck is perfectly exposed. Uh, which at this point, then Mikhail is going to release an arrow directly at him. Nat twenty. All right. So twenty five. Every goddamn time. <laughs> Hey, All thank right. you for posing as a distraction. Beautiful. So that's going to hit. So that's eight damage. Okay, this arrow comes streaking. The guys on the ground actually just hear like a... And then boom, and it embeds in the back of this guy's neck. And he reaches back and he like grabs at the arrow and he's like holding on to it and sort of staggers on his feet and turns around to face the other guard who promptly puts a spear directly through his face and says, Why did you have to attack our friends? (laughs) Man. (laughs) And he drops. And so now you have a charmed guard and a corpse. And how much experience did that little guy give us? Mikhail promptly uh, fist pumps and goes, Nice. Okay, so that's like 5 XP each. Alright, so 1243 is what we're doing. You XP whores. Anyways. Brian, guard, what's your name? My name is Jeff. Jeff, first you two are going to guess in. You're going to lure the two guards to open their door. Once that door's open, we're going to rush them and take them out. Then you two are going to stand out here with the excuse that the other guard needed to go in the barracks. And Brian here is to hold his position for now. And you're going to keep the other guards walking around. While we get into the side of the vault. Sound good? Yeah, that 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 works for me. And Brian says, oh, "Okay, guys, I think that I think that's all right. Um, do you? What should we do about this guy here? Once we get inside, we'll bring him his corpse in, and just so no one can see him. So the one thing I do have to say, I know it's been. I'm just gonna refresh your memory because I know it's been a while since we did the initial planning here. The thing with this doorway." is it's two doors, right? Yeah. So after they open the inner or the outer door, they have to close and lock that one before the inner door opens. Oh, so we all have to be in. So, so we gotta get our- at least, 
I mean, unless you're going to trust these two guards that you've recruited to do all of your dirty work. Is there a way to peer into where those guards are? Like any, like, keyhole that, like, is one site? Okay, let, yeah, me, but let me ask you a question. No, but once, really once we're in here, can they see us? Or is there just a way we tell them, ask them to open the door? The guards inside? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they have a magician that did an illusion spell that essentially works as, like, a one-way mirror through the uh, metal door there. Could Sibo perhaps use minor illusion to put up an invisibility curtain in front of them? Does that work that way? I mean, I can grant an illusion, make stuff appear and disappear. All that would have to be is, like, the Sherlock Holmes urban camouflage. Like, make yourselves look like the door behind exactly. you. Exactly. I would essentially be creating a false wall in front of us. That Minor is... illusion. You can create a sound or an image of an object within range that lasts for a minute. Um, it can be no longer than a five-foot cube. You can make it look like there's nothing behind them, and we could just be hiding behind them. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. We're putting, I'm putting up a false wall huh. that we're standing behind. They're standing in front of. The false wall is of the wall behind us. You guys want to okay, so you're saying, yeah, okay, that works. So what happens here is this guard that you've charmed, Jeff, he is going to take his key and unlock the outer door. Everybody, everybody kind of walks in through the outer door real quick. Um, I'm assuming... You guys up on the roof came down, and you're coming in with them as I well, was, correct? I was about to say, did oh. we abseil down the front of the building? I didn't know that. I, I, guess, that's, the I guess that's the question. Are you, are you all going in, or are you guys staying outside? I, I for one, am for Joan and Mikhail to descend the front of the building and enter, as we don't know just how large the threat, even based off the schematics, could possibly be on the inside. So after we see that the doorway is cleared, turn to Joan. Shall we descend? And I pull out the rope. How do you? What kind of night are you tying? <laughs> we don't even need to go there. So, um... I want to know if you can retrieve your rope or not. They can. Do an athletic check real quick for me. Ten. Fifteen. Ramash, can you do a strength check for me? Okay. <laughs> it's a five. Okay. God. Thanks, so, <laughs> nice. Joe, Joe repels down first, and he's just fine. Mikael repels down and uh, loses his grip on the rope. And Son of Bahamut. Slips and uh, falls on top of Ramash. And they all land in a heap. If y'all are done fooling around, could we get to work now? Ramash throws Mikael off him. How dexterous. Alright, so, um, Jeff is gonna take his key, right, to open the, fir- the front gate, uh, and as he opens the front gate, Sibo is going to cast Minor Illusion, uh, right in the doorway, well, right before the next gate, so that, so right. that as the gate closes, as the first door closes behind them, it appears as though it's already been closed. Okay, so, you guys, uh, are all situated, kind of crouching down, and... Jeff goes up and knocks on this, uh, what appears actually to be just like a solid wall. You actually can't see where the door is on the wall. And he just knocks and goes, uh, hey, we've got a late shipment. Open up. And, uh, so you kind of hear a little bit of clanging from the other side of the wall. And then a muffled voice comes through and goes, hey, is that Brian in there? What's that idiot doing on door guard? Well, uh, the, uh, Jeff got a, 
Uh, he got sick. Uh, real bad food poisoning. You know, I told him not to eat at the Green Dragon, but he just, he keeps insisting you know, that uh, that Chinese food will really get you. Anyways, he's, uh, he's not feeling good, so Brian's filling in. Cross-dimensional food store, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then you hear a, di- a different voice from the other side of the wall say, Brian, you idiot. You're not gonna fuck this up like last time, right? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, locked and ready and loaded, sir. <laughs> oh, no. This fucking gonna be the end of me. And then you hear some rumbling and, uh, this metal wall in front of you actually splits in two to slide apart. Um, and you see two guards standing on the other side. One is, uh, kind of a younger looking guy and the other one is... Uh, much older. He's got a decent-sized gray beard. That's the illusion flickers away. <laughs> and, um... Fuck it only lasts a minute. True. Yeah, and so, yeah, so actually just as the door is starting to open, they notice right away that these two guys are not, in fact, holding any shipment. And... Ramash runs in his face. What? What? And, uh, before they can say anything, Ramash is gonna rush in and, I guess, try to make an attack here. I'm going for the older guy. Okay. Um, oh, fuck it. I'll cast Produce Flame at him. Okay. Uh, 20 against AC. Uh, yeah, 20 is gonna hit. Okay. That's 7 fire damage. Alright, so Gosh. we'll say that was the uh, that was the younger guy that you hit there. Question. Yeah. Simultaneously, can Jones stand up and throw both his daggers at the other dude? Uh, yeah. So yeah, you can go ahead and you throw, throw your really daggers at the other one. Six foot nine. Right. Here. All right. Dude, and that is seventeen uh, versus AC. No, okay. That will hit. Yes. Okay, and the other one is uh fifteen versus AC. Uh, that will not hit. Okay, so for the one that does hit, that's going to be seven damage. You guys are getting beefy. Mikhail casts dancing lights to form what appears to be a glowing person running past the guards in effort to distract them. Okay. To enable a second opportunity for us. Okay. I rolled a 17. There's not like a... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to say that they're not really distracted by that. We did just kind of throw flames and daggers at them. Yeah, I mean, like, they see... I mean, it's obviously an issue they're going to have to deal with later, but, like, they're not particularly... Focused on Focused on that immediately. Probably with bodily damage being done. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So the first guard is actually going to um, try to stab his spear uh, back at Ramash. And that is a critical fail. So... Uh, yeah, he's very off-balance from this attack here. We'll give, uh, Sibo, we'll give you a chance to attack here. Sibo's going All of this before initiative. Yeah. <laughs> two daggers and aim for the younger dude. Battles of stealth rarely take moments. 18? So it's 18. Oh. 18 will hit, yeah. And it's probably not going to hit. I rolled a three, so it's going to be... Good. No, yeah. that won't hit. Uh, all right. And then can I, he's going to make an opportunity strike, too, because they're distracted, right? Oh, yeah, we're next to them, so... Four, so seven, plus six. Oh, wow. 13 damage. <laughs> Holy God. 
Way to be original, Sebo. You were throwing your daggers at him, right? Uh, stat, no, I was running up on him. Oh, you were running up on him, okay. Oh, okay, that is different. So, yeah, and then you just, you run up on this guy, and you just bury your daggers in him, and he is gonna drop. He's like, I slip through it, okay? I don't stab you with daggers. Okay. I pictured it as kind of like a lunge, and he just, as he hits him, the guy kind of falls over. I see it like Steve ran up on this dude, and then used his body to, like, so he probably leaped Yoda down. up his body and Yoda then slices his throat and then do a backflip off his chest. Oh, really? Leave the yeah. DM to decide. <laughs> what role are you going to do for that? <laughs> well, I guess Maybe I, that's what Sebo had in his couple mind. Of I guess I need an acrobatics check then. Oh, shit. Okay. So we're looking at set 18. Okay. Yeah, Sebo uh, does a sweet backflip off the guy's chest after he kills him. <laughs> Joan puffs very slowly. It looks very cool. Very dryly. Now then. Mikhail nods. So, guard number two. The other guy. Um, What's his name? Who knows? <laughs> he is... Um, I thought it was Jeff. <laughs> it could be. You never know. They're what all named Jeff. What if he's Brian? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't earned Jeff yet. Their names hey. are their ranks. Um, he's a Brian. No, I just want to let you know that earlier... You were talking as Jeff, and you said yeah, that Jeff, Jeff wasn't feeling very well. Well, the guard didn't exactly 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 food. You said he was talking no. to the first person. No, they're both. They're both it's Jeff. Everyone's Jeff. No, the, the two, two guys. Guy, the two, guys, two guys, guys outside of the game are both named Jeff. They're both Jeff. Yeah, they're both Jeff. Is one spelled J E F F, and the other one's G E O F? Oh, Josh. No, it's J. It's G I L. Hey, There's another guy that his yeah. name is spelled uh, J E F E. That's Hefe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he pronounces it Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, anyways, um, this other guard who uh, is the the older one, he is actually going to Take try to pain. throw his spear at Mikael. And that's um, a 19. 19 hits. All right. So then that's going to hit you for three points of damage. And then uh, Mikhail is actually going to be up next. Taking the spear, where did it impact out of curiosity? Like foot, shoulder, face? We'll, we'll say that one hit you in the shoulder. Okay. Taking the uh, spear out of his shoulder, I'm going to heft it and make a single stab. That's a two-handed weapon, isn't it? Well, it's uh, versatile, but you can make a one-handed. I'm also casting Hunter's Mark. That takes the casting time of one bonus action. Okay. Because in taking this damage, he's almost immediately thrown into his battle readiness. Uh, that's a nine. Yeah, that's not going to hit. Okay. Apparently he wasn't so that ready. He wasn't he so battle ready. He wasn't quite He, that he ready. was almost better ready, then he remembered he left the oven on at home. I think uh, at this point... Because this guard threw his spear, um, Ramash, I think you have a chance to make an attack on him here. All right, I'm going to throw another flame at him. Okay. That's 17 against AC? That's going to hit him. Okay. Uh, three damage. Yeah, this guy, you, uh, you smoke him in the chest with a fireball... And he kind of reels back, but he sort of is looking uh, beat up. But I mean, this is a this is a veteran warrior here, so he steadies himself. And because he sort of disarmed himself, he threw his spear at Mikhail. 
he actually um, is going to bend down and pick up the daggers that are laying on the ground, and then he is going to try to make a rush at Sibo with them. And uh, that's a six, so that's not going to hit him. Remember, you got two daggers. You have to roll for the second one, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do have to roll for the second one. (laughs) (laughs) That's an eight. That's not going to hit him for him. (laughs) I just wanted to see what would happen. So he's ru- he rushes at Sibo uh, and tries to take a swipe at him with his daggers. Um, he so he swings and misses with the first one, uh, and then before he can swing the second one, he throws us back out. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, Joan, I think you've got an opportunity to make an attack on oh him. Boy, here. he's gonna run at him and try and like slug him right in the face. <laughs> All right, go for it. Because I don't have any other weapons that throw my daggers! Not make an opportunity strike. That's 18, then. Okay, yeah, that's gonna hit him. <laughs> and it's one plus your strength modifier. Is the damage. I wrote it down. Cause oh, so it's. I, I don't do roll for anything, it's nope. just that? Yeah, it's just one plus your strength. Alright, well, that's three damage. Okay, so yeah, you're gonna. You hit this guy, and I think actually what happens is as Joan slugs this guy, he reels back, <laughs> and Joan uh, reaches forward and regains his daggers and stabs him right into this guy. Woo! And then Joan turns into Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Is that satisfying enough for you? Alright, so you have taken care of these... You two, Brian, Jeff, get outside, get that dead body! I thought we already <laughs> grabbed that. Did we? I thought you left him outside. We left him outside for a quick second just to oh, take care okay. of these guys. We need to get them back in. Oh, hey, I don't know. I don't really like touching dead guys. Wash grabs him and shakes him and is like, get yourself together. Brian, like, thrust him right into another dead body. Get out there. You touch Okay. And uh, the two of them run outside real quick. Did the guards have any other equipment on them or just the two spears? Just spears. Money. <laughs> probably <laughs> locked up in the vault. Say, so probably not on the I'm person gonna, if they're the they're search. working their nine to five. They're probably not. Um, yeah, they don't they don't have any money on them. Damn. Right. So we're gonna proceed down the hallway. Or are we just gonna say the guards brought in the other body and then went back out to stand post or whatever? I guess that is. They brought in the body. What are you having them do? Are they standing I outside? I told them to get outside. Yeah, we're, we're, I, they went outside. I said they're going to stand outside and keep these yeah. guys but walking. They, okay, so they went outside, they brought the body in, and then they're going back outside. Yes, right. to stand okay. guard so that no one's going to think. Me, Kyle, leans over to Brian. I suggest you remove the skin off of one of the other faces of the dead guards <laughs> so that if it does not look unnatural, you get recognized. Do you want person. him to pee his pants or something? <laughs> Why does this sound more ideal? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, um... Uh, Ramosh, uh, just, why don't you just heal his face up real quick? I don't think that I'm, uh, I, I don't think I could do that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um. Oh, no, I could get started for you. <laughs> Ramosh uh, shoves him towards the door and just... Oh, boy, Rick, this is looking real scary. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> So, did you heal his face? Wait, what was wrong with his face? We, we beat him up! Brian's face is all bloody from earlier. We, we know yeah, we they hate him anyway. They don't care what happened to him. We'll They'll assume the he got a nosebleed from looking up another guard's skirt. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with and these it, people with skirts in this world? And as you're, as like, you're uh, sending them out, you start to hear the guards turn the corner. Shit! Close the door, close the door, close the door! And so you, uh... Jackson, close the door... And a uh, couple seconds later, you hear the guard patrol walk past the door, 
and uh, one one of the guards yells, Brian, why the hell aren't you in the tower? Jeff, uh, he got the flu or food poisoning or something. I don't know. I'm filling in for him, okay? <laughs> Was this the same dude that yelled at him earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Baller. And so they uh, they go past. <laughs> Fucking asswipe. <laughs> oh, and so now you can proceed. Okay. So you've got, um, right after you killed these guys, it's kind of just like a long loop. Um, so it's going to cut to the left, and at the end of that hallway, there's a right. Along that hallway, there's the guards' uh, barracks area. And then after that, another right, and there's a long, uh, empty corridor there. How long is this corridor? Probably about 200 feet. Ramash is going to peek in side of here. I love how Brutus didn't do a damn thing during that entire... Yeah, I feel like Harrison kind of forgot that he exists. I didn't forget about Brutus. Oh, okay. He's he's here for the gold, but he's injured, remember? On some of these, just going forward, on some of the things where it's like a sneak attack or something that's not a formal engagement, I'm kind of going to skew to just sort of directing the action, I guess, or kind of like giving people turns as opposed to going in a strict order. Yeah, I noticed All right. that. Just, just because, like, I feel like in a brief sort of sneak attack kind of an engagement, it's more about who has the opportunity to attack and less about whose turn it actually is. That works. Hey, it's okay. my turn. That was fine. Get out of the way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the best way to do it. I just wanted to formally clarify that since there was a couple of people going like, and we haven't even rolled initiative yet. He's peeking in the barracks. So he's going to look in the barracks. So he's a guy, he's he's a guy mid belongings in the barracks. <laughs> <laughs> if I see someone with their shorts down, I'm going to breathe fire. <laughs> I just want to know if that oh. person is blind. Oh my. Oh, whoa. Does that someone's mean your jaw drops? Say that again, but slowly. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone's going to lose a pair. Very That's what's going to happen. Slowly. Okay, so Ramash is peeking into the barracks. And Ramash, you see anything nice? Give me a second. I am going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> This narrative train just broke down. Are we retconning that Ramash can break the fourth wall? (laughs) Uh. So, anyways, the barracks area, um, there's not a whole lot in there. There is several rows of bunks set up, and I think there's only, uh, there's about two or three guys that are sleeping in here. The way that this is set up, as I said before, there's a bigger garrison that's just down the road a little ways from here. So there's not really a lot of guards that sleep here. Most of them, when their shift is done, they actually go down to the other barracks uh, in the garrison. So this is kind of just in place for sort of if there's any sort of like trouble and they have to stay there for longer periods of time or some of the guards that are more essential personnel kind of stay slightly longer than just their shift and so they sleep there but so it's not this is not a barracks that's big enough to sleep the entire garrison here is the door open and does it have a key in it the door is open you don't see a key to it this door never really gets closed just because there's people kind of in and out frequently. 
You do see that one of the guys sleeping in the beds has a pail sitting next to his uh, cot, and so you can only assume that this is one of the uh, other guys that has eaten at the uh, the Green Dragon. <laughs> I was going to assume it was the chamber pot, but... <laughs> I, I literally thought he was going to say his right hand was in the pot of water or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, would, that would be good, too. But I no. recommend we all pick a guy and smother him to death, or... <laughs> for slit in their throats just to get this job done clean and easy. I mean, what if they woke up? Yeah, I don't really want to have to worry about uh, these sounds. It's kind of dark, but I mean, they did throw us in jail, and they were going to kill our buddy here, and we are already robbing them. Oh. It does not abide by the code of honor. Fine. We close the door, and I'll lock it for you, and then uh, we set a match inside. <laughs> How about we just stick lock yeah, the door? Yeah, and we just lock the door, and um, sound good to everyone? Take care of all small problem. That's all right. That. All right. So you close the door. Why don't you do a? Uh, we we'll, we'll do this as a stealth check. We'll say that you're trying to lock the door without them noticing that you're locking them in. Nineteen. Okay. Well, this is just not going to be fair. It's going to be twenty-three. Okay. <laughs> seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. You uh, you actually have never heard a door close so silently. He's actually, as he's Mild closing it, he pr- he produces a bottle of oil from somewhere, and he's actually oiling the hinges as he closes it, and um, it it closes literally without a sound, and he quickly locks it. This rogue goes all out. <laughs> yeah, uh, snuck in and out of homes quite frequently, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. I'll bet you have. So, the next issue for you guys to tackle, just a little ways up, the hallway turns to the right, and you have a long corridor, about 200 feet long, at which, um, according to the schematics that you were given by uh, Roland, there are some guards stationed at the end of this hallway. So, uh, we're going to peek the corner. Yeah, yeah. I would like to uh, use one of my either shovel, iron pot, well, iron pot probably wouldn't, Maybe one of my Smith's tools or my revolver, even to kind of like poke it out a little bit and use the reflection to peer down the hallway. How the hell is your revolver going to have a reflection? I'm, I'm something. I said probably one of my Smith's tools. Um, I have a mirror in my thief. In my okay, thief's tools that I can use. All right, go Do ahead. That. So I, I'm just gonna peer around the corner. Oh yeah, and. and- so sure enough, at the end of this hallway, you see that there are three guards. One of them is standing up. The other two are sitting on stools, kind of leaning against the wall. But if you were to... This hallway is well enough lit. There's several torches along the way. If you were to step out into view, they would definitely see you. All right, so Sibo goes back on the corner in, in a hushed tone. All right, I have three guards at the end of the hallway. It's about 150, 200 feet. Um, who he has a bow again? I do. Anybody else? But the range is only about 150 feet. You have a long Accurately. Mm-hmm. Accurately. You can make a noise to draw them closer, right? <laughs> so he can lure them closer. <laughs> he just he just sends a whisper hey, to us. Hey, Play with us. Or you could... <laughs> or you Play could get, with us. You can always yell, help. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're ready to go. Are are we? Alright, so... So what are we doing? I don't know. What's it's the... your spell. Should I, draw, should I try and draw them closer, and then... I could make another human out of light and have it run around the corner towards us. 
kind of to draw them in the direction of, hey, how far who is, is that? Is there a range for that spell? Dancing lights? Yeah. Range 120 feet. Like so, back in them or something? Drawing that or like combine that with Sipo's minor illusion of a sound, like a voice or something. Ooh. Give, yeah, give make it be voice like, to the thing. I whisper to Sibo, I can contrive a sprite if you can contrive the voice. Yeah, alright. You have a range on how far you can throw your voice? Yes. What was it on the casting distance? It's 30 feet is how far he can make the voice right. emanate but from, I can, and it's but I can, sound, yeah, I so can make the, the voice louder. louder to go further. Okay. And since the lights can move up to 60 feet, I'm going to cast the version of the sprite 60 feet away so it can run towards <laughs> our party and around the corner. All right, let's do okay. it. Okay, all right. I like it. So... As you sit here right around the corner from these guards, Mikael casts this illusion about 45 feet away, and uh, as it stands there, after a few moments, one of the guards goes, Hey, Jeff, what is that down there? The other guard goes, I don't know. It looks like a a person, but it's all light. And uh, the third guard goes, Have you guys been drinking too much moonshine again? No, no, just uh, look at it. And the other guy looks, and uh, he as well sees it. And well, I guess we. Uh, and he yells out, "Who, who is that down there? What is this place? Well, this is uh, this is this is the the trust. The when uh, he like shakes his head. You're not supposed to be in here. I feel as though I've lost my way. Come on, guys. And they start advancing down the hallway. I gotta ask you again. Who, who are you? My name is Atriel. I am a spirit from beyond. A, a, a spirit? I lean over towards Sibo. Whisper, catch me if you can. I feel I'm lost. Please, catch me if you can. And uh, with that, the, uh, the spirit withdraws itself back around the corner. And uh, the guys are, I, I don't know about, about any ghosts. Oh, come on, we've got to check it out. We can't have anybody running around in here. And so with that, they um, begin to advance with their spears drawn uh, up towards you guys. Joan readies his daggers. Ramash is ready to throw a flame at him. Yeah, Mikhail, after finishing the spell, draws sword and shield. All right, so they are... So Siegel's going to take his bow. 20 feet, 10, 5, and then... You see three spear points start to appear around the corner, and... Ramash goes to throw a flame at them. All right. So just as they start to appear, Ramash is going to try to blast them all with a fireball here. Are you attacking anyone in particular? Um, just the first one I can see, I guess. Okay. Eleven. All right, so this fireball whizzes past the head of this guard, and he actually just goes... (laughs) And sort of stumbles backwards. And so the other two are now uh, actually on their guard here. So we're going to need to do some formal initiative rolling. Four. Okay, four. Eleven. Eighteen. Twenty-one. Ooh. Side note, Hunter's Mark is still active. You just have to remark your target. Yes. How long is Hunter's Mark active for? Twenty-four hours. He just so, like, duration is up to an hour. But the whole time he's got constipation face. Hey, wait. 
First, uh, Ramash is going to have a chance to redeem himself here. All right, let's do it the old, the easy way. I'm going to use my breath weapon on them. I'm going to aim at the middle guy. Are they standing shoulder to shoulder each? Probably not the dude that fell back. Well, yeah, the first guard that you had to shoot at fell back a little bit. I think the other two are uh, pretty close together, though. I'm going to line myself up in a way so that I can aim at the three of them as best I can to get them within a five-foot radius. Well, you're only going to be able to see the two. The other one's around the corner. I'm moving around the corner. So you're going to move so you're right in front of all of them? Sure. Okay. And then I'm going to breathe my breath weapon centered at the center of them all, and it's got a five-foot radius and 30 feet long line. Okay. They're making a dexterity saving throw. For my, the DC is 8 plus my constitution modifier plus my proficiency bonus, so it's 13. 12, 11, and 5. So they all whiffed it? So they're all going to get it. They take 2d6 fire damage. Or six damage. Okay. So, yeah, I think uh, Ramash steps out into the hallway here and just unleashes a torrent of fire that blasts into all three of these guards. Next up is going to be one of the guards. He is going to step forward and try to hit Ramash two-handed with his spear. That's an 11. Nope. All right, so, yeah, uh, he is unable to hit you. Next up is Sibo. Alright, so Sibo's gonna attempt to round the corner and slide underneath one of these dudes while uh, attacking with his daggers. Okay. His two daggers. So, nat 20 for the first dagger. Okay. Um, double so, damage. Double damage. You roll twice and then you add your modifiers. Okay. Um, 12. That one will not hit. Okay. So, 13. I need you to do an acrobatics check for me. 50. Which guard were you attacking specifically? The center one. So, not the one that attacked Ramash? Actually, why not? Let's just attack the one that attacked Ramash. Okay, so you, uh, yeah, you come running in and kind of take sort of like a diving slide, and as you do, you sort of slide onto your back, stick your daggers up in the air, and catch this guy in the stomach, and then kind of pull your daggers down as you go, slicing right through him, and uh, he drops to the floor. Man, what if you rolled really bad on your athletics check? Been like that scene in Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> he slides and sticks to the floor and has to squeak, has to squeak his way over. <laughs> hey, I still got the damage. <laughs> <laughs> So next up is one of the other guards, and seeing what Sibo just did, he's going to try and stab down into Sibo on the ground here. Uh, it's an eight. No, sir. Not going to hit him. Not able to connect here. Joan, you're up. All right. Joan is going to round the corner and charge at one of the dudes and stab him with his daggers. Okay. Um, I'm going to the dude that was surprised and backed up. Okay. 14 versus AC. That will not hit him. And 17 versus AC. Will hit. Okay. So did you throw your daggers or are you throwing no, I, at him? No, I ran at him. Okay. Two damage. Yeah, you uh, you run up on this guy and what you're trying to do is slip this dagger sort of in between his armor and get a good stab. And he is just quick enough that he avoids getting stabbed. He does, however, take a nice gash along his side. He is not looking super good. Next up is Brutus, uh, who's decided that 
he's feeling well enough that he's actually going to try and contribute a little bit here to the <laughs> overall uh, welfare here. Yeah. So he is going to um, heft his war hammer and try to bring it down on guard number two, who was the the one that was just attacking Sibo. So, yeah, he attacks with a 21, which is going to hit. So he, uh, he hits this guy for three damage. He swings his hammer about shoulder height for him, which uh, hits this guy right in the chest and kind of caves his armor in a little bit, and he stumbles back, but he, uh, even though it's looking very beat up, he is still on his feet. Mikael, you are up. My hunter's mark has been marked on uh, the guard closest. So not the one that was in the middle, but the one the one that died was on the left, right? Or was that on the right? How about the one that's currently closest to the, Currently the closest one to you would be the guy <coughs> that Brutus just hit. Okay. So that's the guy that I've marked. Okay. And I'm going to make a stab at him with the rapier. 16. A 16 will hit. 15. For 11 points of damage. You step forward and do a perfect sort of swordsman lunge and uh, catch this guy right in the gap of his armor uh, underneath his arm and uh, send your sword directly into his heart and he drops. Now, uh, only one guard is left, and he is going to try to make a, uh, a spear attack towards uh, Mikhail, who just took out his buddy here. <laughs> uh, and he's going to have a six, which I'm sure will not do it. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, Ramash, you were up. Uh... Alright, I'm going to throw a flame at him. It's twelve. Twelve is not going to hit him. Sibo, you were up next. You are currently uh, laying on the ground. Could I uh, just throw my dagger from the seating posi- the seated position? Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll for that. Critical fail of the first one. Okay. And uh, we're looking at a solid eleven for the second one. So. Okay. There go his daggers. Ding ding. Sibo kind of sits up. He was laying flat on his back on his last attack. He sits up and throws these daggers and just sort of the glint of the metal in the light catches this guard's attention and he turns just in time to block these oncoming daggers with his spear and then he's actually going to try to take a strike at Sibo who's now laying on the ground here. Uh, a 14. Not gonna do it. He takes an initial stab at Sibo and just kind of like just misses to the side of him. I think it's actually one of those sort of comical things where the spear comes down right between his legs and they both kind of lock eyes like, whoa! <laughs> and then uh, Joan is up next and he's gonna see if he can uh, bail Sibo out here. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go at him with my daggers. Alright, go ahead. Uh, probably not gonna hit. That's a 14 again. Nope, not gonna hit. Yeah. Wow. And then a 17 again. Okay, 17 more. Zach Efron, 17 again. (laughs) For three damage this time. Seeing uh, Sibo in trouble, Joan takes one step and then kind of takes a flying lunge and tackles this guard. And as he does, he grabs onto him and stabs him in the side of the neck. And uh, he is down as well. How much XP did we get for these five guards that we killed inside of this building so far? Say 30 damage apiece. Damn. Experience. Yeah, not... We'd be dead. (laughs) 
The DM 30, just kills us in one 30 time. experience apiece. You killed my guards. Flick, flick. Are we just going to move on down this corridor? May as well, there's no reason to stay. Alright, we get to the end of the corridor. What do we see, Mr. DM? As we peek around the corner. You peek this initial corner here, you don't really see anything. It's just an empty hallway leading up. So as we creep further down, we come to another corner, correct? Yep. And when we peek this corner... Uh, as you peek, you can't initial you can't uh, initially see anything around that corner. All right, so we'll step around and we come around to see. So as you round the corner, you see a uh, a human man who st- is standing at just about seven feet tall, dressed from head to toe in this sort of plated kind of scale-like armor. Almost think like a metal version of like a samurai's armor. It's just these, this metal armor that is covering his body. He has his long black hair pulled back into... Um, <laughs> no, he has it pu- pulled back into a, uh, a ponytail. Um, My man. And so, as you look here, in one hand he holds a giant war hammer, and on his other arm he has a, a large sort of a metal-looking box sitting on his arm, and as he sees you approach, the arm that has the metal box on it, he holds with the hand out flat, and his hand holding the hammer, he slams into that hand. And from this arm that has the metal box, a shield springs out uh, about six feet tall, Fuck. and he uh, readies himself in front of you. You realize you're going to be a very collectible action figure in the future. <laughs> As he readies himself, he yells out, You are trespassing! Turn back! You are, uh, you're going to want to roll some initiative here. Old dumb boys. Twenty-one. I got four. Eighteen. Roll the twenty. So, uh, Mikael, you are up first. I'm gonna cast Thunderous Smite on my rapier, which says the first time you hit with a melee weapon attack during this spell's duration, your weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you. The attack deals two extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. Additionally, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a strength saving throw, or it will be pushed ten feet away from you and knocked prone. Justin, I know, right? <laughs> Do not edit that out. <laughs> I don't think that's going to pick up on that. Right. All right. So he is also, this guy is marked with a hunter's mark. 20 against AC. Um, that is not going to hit. Holy shit. Shit! Mikael dashes forward with his sword and um, tries to make an attack against this paladin who, um, when he sees him coming, he uh, he uses his shield to uh, push his sword off to the side. Um, so next up is the paladin, and he is going to try to swing his hammer at uh, Mikael here. 18. AC is 18, so I do believe that hits. Six points of damage. So he uh, he swings his hammer around at Mikael, who's just attacked him, and uh, catches him right in the side with this hammer, bashes him for six points of damage. Sibo, you are up next. So just to clarify, you said that when he brought his shield out, it was like a mechanical action that brought his shield out, correct? Yes. 
So could Sibo, if he had the chance, would there be a way to retract the shield mechanically? I mean, I suppose technically you would have to be between his shield and him to even get at that. But on his arm. It's on his arm, right? Right. But any sort of mechanism would be on the user side of the shield. So he needs to be able to take a hit. So what Sibo is going to attempt to do is cast Minor Illusion to create a, just a big, huge, bright sphere of light directly in front of this dude's eyes to blind and offset him. And then he's going to take... He can use Fast Hands to promote, do a bonus action to try and... So you're trying to make a burst of light, basically, with this illusion? Something to disorient him so that Seawo can jump on his arm and use Fast Hands to have a bonus action to attempt to disarm this trap. Or not, it's not a trap, but this mechanism on his arm. Shield. Right. Okay. Here's what we'll do. I'll say that this uh, this illusion works, um, but then I need you to do a... Um, we'll say this is an acrobatics check. 19. Yeah, you create this bright flash of light in front of his eyes that disorients him, and then you kind of roll underneath the shield and pop up, and you're now on his arm inside the shield. So now, do you want me to roll a sleight of hand? It, well, it would be a fast hand sleight of hand. Okay, so. yeah, roll a sleight of hands. 18. As you sort of cling on to the inside of his arm, you kind of reach into the mechanisms and you're able to hit it to sort of pop the mechanism closed, and uh, his shield closes up. Okay, roll a, uh, roll a strength check for me. After you deactivate his shield, he is actually going to use his hammer that he has in his other hand to sort of swat you out from off of his arm, basically. Yeah. Um, So you are pushed back a couple feet, but you do not take any damage from his swing. So next up is Joan. Joan is going to draw his revolver. Okay. And use... Dun, dun, dun. And use chromatic orb. That's gonna be a ten versus AC. <laughs> yeah, that will not hit. Uh, Ramash, you are up. Okay, Ramash is gonna cast heat metal on his armor that he is wearing. I choose manufactured metal objects such as weapon or suit of heavier medium armor that I can see. I cause it to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with it takes 2d8 fire damage when I cast this spell. Until the spell ends, which will be another 10 turns for me, that's a minute, I can use a bonus action on each of my subsequent turns to cause this damage again. I'm not rolling against AC, and he's not dodging it. It just happens. Now, if he's wearing it... It's like Superman's um, heat He can't drop it, can he? It's not going to fall off him, is it? Probably not. Well, then, um, since he can't drop it, he has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks till the start of my next turn. So, one... Eight damage. Eight fire damage. And I use my bonus action to transform into a rat, and I'm going to move as far away from uh, him as I can to the back of the group. And um, in Wild Shape, I can still use things that require concentration, such as Heat Metal's bonus action ability. Now that his uh, shield has been disabled, 
he notices that off to his left side that was blocked by his shield for that brief moment that Brutus has been trying to sneak around to get over to the safe. And so with one just kind of enraged swing of his hammer, he spins it around and catches Brutus actually right underneath the chin and just sends him flying like a rag doll. And he hits the back wall of this chamber and just slumps to the ground. Um, he must have rolled a critical fail on the stealth. <laughs> at, at which point, he then readies his hammer again, now in both hands, and uh, taking a step forward is going to take a swing at Mikael. <laughs> Remember, he's got disadvantage. So that's a, that's a nine. That's not gonna hit. He takes a swing at Mikhail and is not able to connect on this second swing. So Mikhail is now your turn. Uh, twenty. Yeah, a uh, a twenty is gonna hit him. Nineteen damage with a. Oh yeah, that's right. That. Thunderous, thunderous smite. Thunderous smite takes well, up thunder. his rapier like a baseball bat. Wait, I thought thunderous no. smart w- smite was only for that one attack. No, until no. it lands. The first time you hit with a melee weapon. Okay, so now it's done. As a bonus action, I cast thunderous smite again upon my sword. Is that a cantrip or is that a spell? It's a spell, so I'm using a spell slot. Oh, it's a bonus action. Yep. So next up is the paladin. He is going to sheath his hammer and draw off of his back a great sword, and then take another swing at Mikhail here. Target much? Well, you're the only one in front of him. I can't help it that they're all back there. I was, I was, I wasn't actually being really upset. That's a twelve. That is not going to hit. All right. So next up is Sibo. How big is this room we're currently in? I don't know, we'll say about 30 feet across. And where's the vault in relation? I mean, it's taking up sort of the majority of the end of the room there. Is there, like, room for Sibo to somehow sneak towards the safe and be behind this dude? Like, I'm just like, how much space is there? I mean, you could try to sneak around him. There's not a ton of space. Okay. So Sibo's um, just going to... He got thrown, right? Or thrown he just put, he put yeah. him a couple so feet Sibo's back. So he's going to pull out his bow, actually. Okay. And is going to attempt to take a shot at this paladin and taking his bonus action as well, because he's preoccupied, correct? Yep. And his weapon. 22. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Eight. Okay. You catch him. Uh, you catch him with an arrow there. Next up is Joan. First, he's going to take two of his sorcery points to regain a second level spell slot. Nice. Yep, that's a bonus. Nice. A- that's a bonus action, by the way. Okay. And he's going to try and use chromatic orb again. Twenty-five versus AC. Yeah, that'll hit him. All right, well so done. he landed something. Yep. And because he's using his second level spell slot, he is going to get 1d8 for each spell slot, but first I get an additional 1d8 of damage. Good. God! And that's, so that makes a 4d8 damage of the type of my choosing between acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder. I'm gonna go with... Uh, let's do fire. Make him feel good about himself. 
Okay. And he's already burning. So <laughs> burn him some more. Roast his ass. So. Two. Eighteen points of damage. Of fire damage. Of fire damage. Okay, yeah, you, uh... We all actually showed up to this fight. <laughs> we were smart this time around. No, we're like, let's pull everything out of the bag. You hit this guy and he, re- he reels back from the force of all of this, uh, these orbs coming at him. I think he actually um, goes back enough that his back actually kind of pushes up against the edge of the safe. And uh, Ramash is up next. Alright, I'm gonna run over to um, uh, Brutus, where Brutus is, Okay. and then I'm going to use my bonus action to do the damage for heat metal again. I'm gonna reheat his armor. Four, nine damage. I'll use my action to return to my... Because that was a bonus action. I'll use my action to transform back into Ramash. So you hit him with this spell here, and um, he uh, he falls over, and uh, he is dead. Wow. Alrighty. Experience from that. 275 each for experience. So, um, we killed this guy. So, uh... Oi, uh, my guy out. Do you think you could, uh... Throw the uh, the big dead man off the safe for me, so I can get to work. What is that cube, Sibo? Cube? The one that he produced a shield out of. Oh, um, it's, it looks like some kind of just mechanism here that sends these plates shooting out. Spring action of some sort. That seems interesting. We'll give it here, and yes, I will move him. So, if the big man moved away from the safe, Sibo is going to... Get to work on this safe. Ramash is going to see if Brutus is okay. Uh, Brutus is dead. Dead? Okay! <laughs> uh, yeah, Ramash is going to search Brutus. He took a wow. he took a war hammer wow. underneath the chin. He is dead. Okay. That's our padre. May he rest he, in peace. He, does, he has 20 gold pieces. I'll take the 20 gold pieces. Does he have any arrows? No, he had a hammer. Oh, is there anything you, that you'd like me to do? Joan takes his head off and bows his head in honor and respect of his uh, fallen companion. Don't worry, buddy. I'll make sure that this girl is well spent. Mikhail just looks at him and goes, Maybe we will fall. <laughs> wow, I thought I was a douchebag. <laughs> well, we're taking his body with us, right? You want to carry that thing out? Yo, he's a dwarf. Out? He's a short man. Y'all are both like six feet tall. You think that this little dude Do you is have like a bag of holy to throw him? Big as we're big. Five eleven. Hey, okay. Your point is we're not just gonna leave this dude in a safe. So when they find the money missing, they're gonna be like, "Well, who did it?" And then they're gonna be like, "Well, this guy's dead, and he wasn't here before." We'll make Brian carry him. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna transfer all the all the uh, robbery onto the dead man. So, how about a sleight of hand check for, uh, for unlocking the Is safe? Is that a critical fail? It's 11. That's not great for your safe cracking. Jones going to take a crack at it. You're shitting me. You don't even have thieves tools, bro. I don't know. Borrow his thieves tools. I ain't giving you my thieves tools. You better back the fuck I mean, off. who knows? He might, he might like, listen Another check? I mean, no. I, I can. Do we own well, What kind of check was he doing? Slide of hand. Dog, that would put me at 16. Jones shoots a fireball at the safe to try and open it. 
and uh, it is ineffective. Yeah. Hey, dumbass! Leave my safe alone! Sibo, do you mind if I attempt? Yes! Why? Sibo, because his feelings are hurt. To uh, reattempt cracking Ramash the safe. is gonna run back to the barracks door. <laughs> Why? That remember that shockwave he made that made like oh. three hundred feet worth of thunder noise. I'm checking on the sleeping dudes who are still in the, the ones building. That we locked in a door. Who knows if they have a key in there? Their own door. Ramash is gonna go back to the door. The three guards that you locked in the barracks, actually having heard the noise from your battle, were able to somehow open up the door and have now just rounded the corner. Um, <laughs> so where are they staying? So now? as as Sibo continues to work on the safe, uh, you now have three guards to deal with. If you all want to roll some initiative here. I rolled a 20 plus 2, so that's 22. 7. 17. First up is going to be Ramash. I'm going to cast Charm Person on one of them. Okay. But um, because we are currently in combat with them, they have uh, advantage on their Wisdom saving throw against my Spell Saving DC, which is 13. Okay. Figures. Yeah, we'll let 13 be the... Yeah, 13 so, be Okay, so here's my spell. Yeah, you try to cast this Charm Person on the first guard, and he uh, seems he seems pretty unfazed by this uh, uh, spell attack. And he actually yells out to his friends, They're stealing all the gold! Stop them! And uh, they all uh, continue to rush you. Uh, me, Kyle, you're up next. My hunter's mark transfers to the guy who just shouted. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll hit him. 11 damage. So, yeah, you uh, you were using your rapier, right? Correct. Okay, so yeah, you uh, Mikael kind of dances forward and catches this first guard uh, in the neck, and uh, he drops. So next up is one of the guards. He's actually going to rush forward. He's going to try and make an attack on Joe in here. 14 versus AC. Yup. And that's going to be six points of damage. So he uh, he rushes towards you and uh, jabs his spear forward and catches you right in the side. So, Joan, you actually are up next. <laughs> Those two other guys had shitty rolls. All right, um, Joan is going to uh, retaliate against this fucker, draws out his two daggers, and attempts to plunge them both into the dude. Okay. 23 versus AC. Battle hit him. And the second one is... 18 versus AC. Battle him, too. Okay. Well, here we go. That's four and two, so a total of six. So, yeah, Joan uh, lunges forward and stabs this guy and uh, connects with both the daggers, and he is looking pretty beat up. Next up is the last guard. He is, um, I think as he rushes in, he's going to try and uh, take a stab at Mikhail here. Nine versus AC. Well, so that's not going to hit him. Uh, Ramash, you're up. Uh, I'm going to throw a flame at the already damaged dude. Okay. Uh, it's 16. Uh, that'll hit him. Okay. Uh, seven damage. Okay, yeah, and that, uh, that flame is enough to take him down. Uh, Mikhail, you're up. Uh, I'm going to make a stab at the remaining guard. Okay. 21. That'll hit him. 
for 15 points of damage. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you uh, you also take him down, and he is uh, he's dead. Sibo, uh, you want to do another sleight of hand check for me on this safe? 21. Sibo uh, has been working on this while you guys were fighting, and uh, as this battle wraps up, he spins the uh, spins the handle on the outside, and the safe pops open. Is there right enough? Oh! Sound uh, as the door opens up. No, the vault's empty. Right. You know, uh, no, there is um, not a better oh, sound in like the world. What did we get for XP from those little <sighs> schmucks? You uh, just uh, angry for that XP, boy. I'm making sure to keep track of everyone. Yeah, it's just like XP a for. fucking XP horror. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you get some any way you can. Just lose it. I'll say, if we don't get it, and uh, all of 18. us forget about it, I'll have a reason to be... Mildly upset. But yeah, Ash is like a, a out on the street corner, like just a little more XP, I, please. I brought. I it. don't I just trust, need a little bit more. I do not trust get, anyone here to remember. Gets it any way he can later on for XP. So yes. So all right. So uh, yeah, he pops it open, and sure enough, this big old safe is full of these canvas sacks. That as you open them up, are all full of gold coins. Oh, Conveniently in sacks. Boys, how many sacks are there, and how many can we carry? We all have bags too. Well, they're not bottomless. Can I do a perception check to check see if there's more than just the sacks of stuff in them? Okay, that's eleven. Um, it's pretty apparent. Like most of these are sacks of gold. There's a couple of other valuable items in here. As Roland kind of mentioned, the more affluent inhabitants of the city did in fact bring some of their valuables up to the the trust when they heard that there was a violent murderer on the loose. So, yeah, there's uh, there's quite a bit of loot in here. To answer the question of how much, um, more than you can carry in one trip. How the hell are we getting this out of here? Is there any sort of, like, cart? Yeah. So we just pick up where we can and go. Quick. Joan, mm-hmm. can you do an insight check for me? Mm-hmm. Twelve. Yeah, so Joan uh, is starting to think about the logistics of this and is starting to get a little worried that they're not going to be able to get all this out in one trip. I mean, maybe we should just take what we can and go. I agree. Wherever we can carry. No, 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 I am not leaving this much gold behind. <laughs> How do you propose we carry it, genius? Sibo, can you also do a check for me? Inside as well? Yeah, inside. Twelve. Sibo kind of starts uh, wondering aloud, I guess, about kind of how how they're going to move this. He's ca- trying to come up with some creative ideas. Yeah, all right, boys. Um, uh, Could we... Uh... We got we got a teleporter. We got uh we got Roland, right? Roland can make a teleporter for us. Um, outside of the cape, yes. Is there any way that we could mark our location to make it available to Roland? Wizard boy. Which one? Yeah, either one of you two. Thinky boys, come on, magic. Do you want me to shoot fireballs at them? Do you want me to... Ramach, yeah. can you do an insight check for me? Shoot um, acid at them? Uh, that's an 11. <laughs> he's like, we're shit for... He's like, fuck, this nerd is uh, not going anywhere because you're Everybody shit suddenly got idea block. <laughs> oh my god. 
We're gonna be just round robin again. Let us re-roll, man. <laughs> I had this whole cool battle planned out with the paladin that you just fucking destroyed. And now with this simple narrative roll check, <laughs> you can't do fucking shit. I'm blaming on the water glass. It you all the are the dumbest motherfuckers <laughs> in this entire land. <laughs> the wonder you made it this far into the vault. Alright, so um, Joan uh, only has like really bad ideas for this plan right now. As usual. I mean... Cut a hole in the ceiling, maybe we can lift it all out. I don't know. <laughs> Mikhail, please. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a critical fail. Are you trying to doom us all? <laughs> 20. Alright, so Mikhail remembers that as they were uh, on their way in near the wall of the keep, kind of by the main door, there was a about a, a medium sized cart. That was sort of inside of a shed area. Perhaps if we take that cart, we could cart all of the gold out of here. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Now, how the hell are we getting that cart from there to here, though? It does seem like, uh... uh Mikhail pulls out his whip. Yeah, horsey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to get technical now with the cowboy? Indeed. Ramon starts walking back. And then Joan leaves hey. to go get the cart. Ramash, yeah, Ramash is at least walking back towards the entrance. Are all of you heading back that way? Just I think it's good to have Ramash the two, two. So Ramash and Joan, are, uh, they walk back. Um, I suggest to Sibo to collaborate kind of the gold, bring it into kind of one pile so that we can make it easier to load. So they're, uh, they're pulling the gold out of the vault and kind of stacking it on the ground. As Joan and uh, Ramash get outside, they uh, sort of look around, make sure there's no guards, run over to this little shed area, and what you find is it's actually slightly larger than Mikhail remembered. Pretty much a medium-sized wagon. Fancy that. And there are also two horses in here that are presumably used to pull this wagon. Ramash. Yeah, indeed. So, however, you can see that clearly this wagon will not fit inside of the building. Oh, shit. Brian, I got a job for you. It has not... Wait, Charm Person has is still lasting, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so far. It lasts so, for an hour. there are six people that we can use to move on. Well, we still got to have them as you, the... Yeah, they need guard. to make sure the The Stooges for the patrolling guard. Here's an idea. Well, I mean, the guards are on a five-minute rotation, so Joe. if you wanted to try and risk having them run gold for a little bit, you could. Joe, let's bring the horses in and have them lug the gold out. Mm. Or at least help us lug the gold out. Just tie some sacks to them and let them... That doesn't sound out. like a terribly bad idea. All right. Can the horse... The horse can fit in there, yeah? Yeah. All right, um, cool. Let's so. do... Um, oh, fuck. We get to do animal handling. Yeah. I'm good at animal handling. Let's do, let's do animal hand it, handling for Ramash and Jones. I'm scared. Fuck yeah. I'm scared. Here we go. Guys, I can speak with animals. Oh, my God. I critically failed. Damn. 23. Okay. Ramash, you were trying to... Um, Why did I not keep animal friendship as a spell? <laughs> I should have kept animal friendship. So you're trying to move this horse, and um, as you're trying to move him, he actually rears up and kicks you in the chest, and you take four points of damage. Joan, why don't you handle the horses? 
So Joan takes the reins of both horses. I'm gonna cast <laughs> freaking cure wounds on myself because I'm not liking where I'm at at the moment. Life of seclusion ain't helping you much here, is it, Dragon Boy? Shut up, Joan. Okay, I get nine points of damage. Or nine HP back. Okay, so he gets nine HP. Alright, so Joan leads these two horses in. I think you probably have to take them through the door one at a time, because this area inside is not big enough to fit two horses in. Can you do a stealth check for me? Twenty-one. So, uh, Joan is, uh, actually just starting to lead the second horse in through the doors as the guard's patrol starts to round the corner, and, uh, as he's sort of hurrying this horse through the doorway, he turns to the two guys that are standing there outside and says, Don't let them know what we're doing. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, mom's the word, man. Don't do drugs. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> hands, hold hands. Don't Brian, do I don't want to hear you're not going to college now. So I think uh, using the horses kind of inside of this area, uh, leading them back and forth down the hallways probably takes eight trips total, and uh, you move all this gold sort of to the end of the hallway. All right, Joan opens the first door, goes up to the second door. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, Brian comes over and unlocks it. Hey, you guys ready to go? Oi, how long? How long do we have? Uh, I think, uh, they just left a, a little bit ago. I think probably about, uh, three minutes or so. Uh, you guys want to wait for the next trip? Are you no. Best to move as quickly as possible. Right. How do we lower that drawbridge? Yeah, uh... That room that's across from where the stable is, that there's some controls in there to get the door open. You two stay here. I'm going to work on the door. I will come with you. All right. An extra hand might be useful. All right, let's go. Wait a minute. One second. Do we have all the gold in the inner room? Okay, yeah. So you've got the gold in between the two doors. So do, do we want to wait to lower the bridge and everything till after we get the horses hooked up after the next pass? Mm, I say we. Right. We need to. I mean, if yeah, or we at least can, bring the gold into the stable. I say we wait until the guards come back around. But the wagon literally as much time as possible. The wagon's still in the stable, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay, then why don't while they're doing that, we go and hitch them up to the wagon. So we still have only three minutes, yeah. Yeah. So hitch up the horses, bring them over to the front door right after that patrol passes. Load up the gold as quickly as you can in five minutes. And then as you make a break for the door is when Mikhail and Ramash kind of grab onto the sides of the cart as it's passing by, and then... We just fucking truck it. Yeah, and I'm going to try to Hold make on. a shot at the rope holding up the portcullis to try to drop it behind us. Let's do it. Mikhail and Ramash stay in the middle area with the gold, and Joan and Sibo take the horses over to the stable and get them all hitched up and ready to go. And uh, then they kind of hold still and hush hush the horses as the guard patrol walks past the gate. And as soon as they've passed, they uh, quietly call the horses to move forward and they swing this wagon up directly in front of the door. All right, guys, let's go. And so you start loading the gold. So I think uh, it takes about three and a half minutes Ramash and Oof. Mikhail to get to get all, to get all of the gold onto this wagon, and now uh, you have it all loaded. So now Ramash and Mikhail are going over to the the room with the controls. Correct. Okay. Oh, we're going to bring Brian with us to help 
point where everything is so we only can Okay, this. so you guys run into this control room, and what you see is there is a big sort of wheel kind of uh, mounted with a post coming out of the ground that you can spin that Brian tells you goes to the portcullis, and then there's some kind of like a pulley rope system that is to drop the drawbridge. I'll go for the portcullis. Um, so you're going to need the way... It's big enough that you're actually going to need two of the guys to uh, turn it. So right. you you and I, me... I call you, over to um, Jeff. Get in here. You're going to help us lower the drawbridge while we raise the portcullis. Two things at once. So we'll go, what, portcullis? Yeah. Okay, and then they can lower the drawbridge while we're doing that. So as you get to work on this, suddenly... On the ground, directly in front of the horses, a shape comes flying through the air and smacks into the ground right in front of them. And as Sibo sort of holds up one of the torches that's on the edge of the wagon to look, he realizes that this object that has landed right in front of them is the head of Roland the Wizard. Fuck shit. For fuck's sake. And just as this head lands, you look oh. up and at the top of the wall is a tall, lanky figure dressed all in black with, oh, with a God. bandana obscuring the bottom half of his face. And this bandana is emblazoned with a colorful, artistic rendition of a snake's mouth poised to strike. Get in the cart, get in the cart, get in the cart, and get in the cart. <laughs> so, uh, you, and you hear a voice say, What are we up to now, Joan? Yeah, Sibo was gonna shoot at this dude. As Sibo launches an arrow at this figure, it launches itself into the air and, while upside down, draws two revolvers and fires off a volley of rounds at the wagon. Son of a bitch. I need you guys to make a uh, dex throw. Make a dex throw. Yeah. 19. 18. Alright, so you guys um, both dive off of the seat of the wagon as these rounds ricochet in and this figure effortlessly lands now on the roof of the building. Having just done a a flipping jump over this twenty five foot gap, what is this guy? Jack. Is he a fucking vampire or what? <laughs> and so he is going to uh, quickly uh, drop his expended shells and start to reload his rounds here. While he's doing that, I am going to cast Chromatic Orb. Go ahead. How's our progress on the portcullis and the drawbridge going? Uh, portcullis is up about 50%. Um, the draw higher than the wagon? Uh, you need a little bit more for the wagon. The drawbridge has not moved. The two guards are very afraid of what's going on outside. Eight. So you shoot this Chromatic Orb at him, and you hear, Joan, I expected better. And with that, another volley of shots comes raining down at you, and I need another dex save. 
27. You guys actually, this time, you dive underneath the wagon, and the rounds rain down all around you. You guys are now hiding underneath the wagon uh, as he again starts to reload. I'm gonna shoot chromatic orb at him again. Ramash puts more more Actually, before you can shoot, you, you, you hear, Look at you, a man of the law robbing a bank. My, my, how the mighty have fallen. And uh, with that, you hear a thud, and with seemingly no effort, Jack has now landed on the ground, and he is facing you with his revolvers drawn. So now the poor callus is up about 70%, which should be enough to get you guys out of there. Can I going to jam one of my short swords into the wheel Okay. to kind of hold it in place? Okay. Uh, do a strength check for me real quick. Uh, it's a 21. Yeah, that that works. Um, it is a little shaky, but it's holding. Mikhail, go help them outside. I'm going to help them. I'm going to dash the towards the cart and try to jump onto it. Okay. I'm going to go help with the drawbridge. I would like to try and throw my daggers at his hands to get him to drop the guns You're underneath. reflexively. Okay, yeah, I mean, you can try and throw them. <laughs> you want to try. <laughs> you can try, sure. Bro, you're underneath a wagon. Why are you trying to throw stuff at his hands? Uh, the first one is going to be at 24. And the second one is going to be at 16. Okay. As you throw these daggers with lightning fast speed, Jack holsters his revolvers and then catches both daggers mid-throw. And is now holding them, and he examines them and says, Pretty pieces. I'll add them to my collection. <laughs> I'll add you to my collection. I'm going to shoot chromatic. Good comeback, buddy. Okay. What the hell? Is that a cantrip? No, he didn't let me shoot it last time, and I got two more spell slots. Granted, uh, that's my last bullet right now. Okay, so... Oh, fires, oh. Off, it fires off another chromatic this orb. the last bullet I have. Okay, okay. go ahead. Wild magic. Here we come. Twelve. Yeah, you fire off Chromatic Orb, and Jack goes down to a crouch, and then is actually going to throw uh, one of the daggers back at you. That is a 15 versus AC. Yeah, that'll hit. All right. What is the... Daggers are 1d4 plus... Or, well, 1d4 piercing. Okay. So that's two points of damage that Joan takes as this dagger embeds into his shoulder. All right. So now you guys inside the control booth. Mikhail, you came running out, correct? That's correct. And then Ramach, you're trying to get I'm the I'm trying to get the drawbridge down. down as fast as okay, I can. so Mikhail, what are you trying to do here? I'm trying to jump onto the commander seat of the wagon. Okay, so you've jumped up there. What are you doing once you jump up there? I'm grabbing the reins and I shout to my companions, Joan, Sibo, grab hold of whatever is underneath the wagon. Okay. Oh. And with that, Ramash, do a strength check for me. Okay. Lord have mercy on me. Ten. Ramash um, takes out his weapon and makes a strike against this rope that's holding the drawbridge, and he cuts about halfway through, and so the drawbridge shakes, but it is not quite open yet. Sibo, what are you going to do here? Uh, so Sibo's just... Sorry. I mean, running is an option, too, or... Trying to evade. Yeah, I was saying uh, he's a pretty small dude, so he should be able to just climb up like the front of it, like up, like he slides himself down the wagon and then up. So then he's like in the wagon. Okay. And that counts as like his move. Go ahead and do an athletics check for me. Okay, I just want to point out that I do also, with being my roguish ability, I have climbing 
takes no bonus action or anything for me. So Wow, cool. Yeah, so what is it exactly? I said athletics check. Oh, cool. So uh, we're looking at seven. So, yeah, I think Sibo tries to roll out from underneath the wagon, and a couple of well-placed shots sort of ricochet around him, and he's forced to roll back into the position that he was before. Oh, so Ramash, we're going to go back to you. Uh, Make another strength check for us. Seven. Ramash takes another swing at this rope, and he still can't quite cut hey, it. what the fuck about Brian and Jeff? What are they Two doing? Two other people in there. They, yeah, no, Bri- <laughs> Brian and Jeff are freaking out. And so, um, well, actually, what happens next is Jack dashes forward, and as he does so, he produces a short sword that is has a curve uh, at the end of it, sort of like a scimitar, and um, actually grabs uh, grabs Mikhail by the throat and points points this sword at his neck and goes, you're a warrior. Do you feel brave? And um, I need you to do a strength check for me here. I never feel a moment without bravery. That's six. Okay. So, uh, Mikael tries to, um, swing his fist at Jack, and Jack actually moves his blade and actually slices and cuts right underneath, uh, Mikael's arm, like right into his armpit, and he takes two points of damage from that. Now he's still standing here holding him, and he goes, look at you, clearly the champion of the group, and yet... You can't even defeat a single foe. And Ramash, we're going back to you. Strength check. Oh, fur. How about a 14? All right, with one final cleave, Ramash is able to hit this rope and drops the drawbridge, which uh, splits the attention of Jack for one moment. Let's do an athletics check for Mikhail. 15. Okay, and then a strength check as well. Seven. With his left hand, Mikael takes another swing at Jack and just narrowly misses his face. But with his right hand, he grabs onto the reins of the horses and pulls. And then with a mighty yell, the horses take off. Um, So I need everybody else in the party to do an athletics check for me. I got a 16. Nine. The wagon starts to roll forward. Sibo reaches up and grabs onto the bottom of something on the wagon. Is able to pull himself up. Sibo, do a strength check for me. Five, I guess. Sibo grabs onto the wagon. Uh, sees that Joan can't make the grab. Tries to get a hold of him and just can't quite get a handhold. And Joan is left laying onto the ground. Ramash jumps onto the wagon, but then quickly realizes that they've left one of their party members behind. Oh, Ramash is going to jump back off. And so he jumps off and readies himself. Mikhail pulls up on the reins, stopping the horses, and uh, hops off of the wagon. Sibo lets go and uh, rolls out from underneath. And so readies his bow. And so now the three are facing off. Jack has now dashed forward and is holding has one arm around Joan's neck, and with the other hand he's steadying a revolver at the three of you. Listen, I said it before and I'll say it again. Joan's the one I want. I have no need for gold. Get out of here. Leave. To lay down my life 
for my friends is the greatest honor. I can respect that honor, but to hell with that logic. Are you guys gonna do something here, or... Yo, let us think, bro. You just give us either <laughs> fucking let this Ramash. guy die. No, I mocked Jack with Hunter's Mark, and final time, I'm going to charge my rapier with Thunderous Smite. Okay. Ramash, is, he doesn't say anything. He gets within 30 feet of him, and he's swinging Thorn Whip at him. So let's do, the, let's do your attack first. 13. Uh, yeah, 13 is not going to hit him. How about, uh, 22? So, 22 is not going to hit. However, your whip does catch Jack just on the edge of his arm, and it pulls his arm away from Joan's throat just a little bit. So, Joan, I need you to do a strength check. Seven. Joan swings his head back in an attempt to try and headbutt Jack, and Jack uh, uses the butt of his revolver to hit Joan in the side of the head. And Joan is stunned. He's kind of just reeling from that. I can see Boy just pulls the yole out and uh, start lightly playing some somber music. You okay? Little, you're not gonna do anything. So, 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 Sibo pulls his viola out and starts playing some somber music. And Jack looks at him and kind of chuckles a little bit, and he goes, "Oh, <laughs> a little bit of." atmosphere for the night proceedings, I see. I suppose I'd better put on a good show then. And, uh, with that, he's actually going to take Joan and sort of throw him behind him towards the wall of the prison. So you hit the wall. Can you do a constitution saving throw for me? Mm -hmm. 18. So Joan hits this wall, and Jack clearly intended for this hit to knock him out, but somehow, as you hit it, you're able to maintain your consciousness, and you sway on your feet unsteadily, and then you see that there's a a small opening, if you're able to sneak past Jack, that you might be able to break towards freedom here. So, uh, after he throws Joan up against the wall, Sibo is going to drop his viola and instead grab his bow. Okay. And sling, you know, like, he's gonna All shoot, right. you know, a shot. 24. Yeah, this arrow comes streaking towards Jack, and... At the last second, he kind of sidesteps, and this arrow flies directly past his face. However, his back is now to Joan. So, Joan, do a uh, do a stealth check for me. Fourteen. And then, um, Mikhail, I need you to try and make another attack on Jack. Eight. Okay. So that's a a seventeen versus AC on Mikhail. 17 doesn't hit. When you swing, Jack easily dodges it and then tries to swing this second dagger that he uh, just sort of confiscated from Joan and cannot quite connect with your ribcage. You kind of bring your arm down and block his attack. However, that is just enough of a distraction for Joan to dart past Jack and uh, make a run towards the wagon. So as Sibo sees Joan break from Jack, he is going to whistle, and though he, these are larger beasts, so he can't communicate, like, speak with them, but communicate with them, sends them off with a whistle, 
You get the horses kind of start going. I need uh, everyone except for Sibo do an athletics check for me here. Oh my god! Eight. I got a seven. Great Twelve. job, Sibo. As you guys are running for the wagon, it appears to be going a little bit quicker than you can uh, you can all quite do. So as you all are running, there's a another volley of bullets fired by Jack at you, and uh, you guys all take two points of damage. Uh, just the three of you. Sibo's already on the cart. But however, you are able to jump onto the cart. And so, as you ride away from this fortress, the last image you see is a tall black figure silhouetted against the gate. And as you turn the corner, you hear a shrill whistle and you see this figure mount up onto a horse. Mm -hmm.